Fans, before we begin today, we'd encourage you to go to our Twitter page at 816Basketball on Twitter and check out the tweet that we have pinned there. It is in honor of Takuma Letsum, a former Ridgeview basketball assistant that is fighting ALS. We would certainly appreciate your support there. There's a GoFundMe link. Once you click on that tweet, please give to this family as he is fighting ALS. Check out teachhoops.com slash 816 basketball. Steve Collins has incredible, incredible content that you really don't want to miss if you're a basketball coach and wanting to grow. Teachhoops.com slash 816 basketball. And if you haven't listened to the Competitive Mindset podcast with Billy Kegler, a former guest on the Greatest Games podcast, you're missing out. Listen to that show where guests share how they differentiate themselves and achieve high levels of performance through the lens of motivation, competitiveness, and mindset. It's the Competitive Mindset Podcast. Follow along on social media at Competitive Pod. Hello and welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast brought to you by 816 Basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Rosefield, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris de Blasio. Thank you, Brian. Pleasure to be here as always on the Greatest Games Podcast. It's a chance for us to catch up with basketball coaches from around the country and have them tell us about their greatest games. As always, it can be no time as a head coach, an assistant coach, an AAU coach, a college coach, a high school coach, or it can be, even be a game from the COVID season of 2021. That's right. That's right. Fresh off the COVID season. And our coach today is coming to us from Charlotte, North Carolina. He just finished his fifth year at United Faith Christian Academy. Josh Coley, welcome to the Greatest Games Podcast. Yeah, thank you all, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been an honor. I look forward to it. I uh, know, obviously, Brian for a while and been kind of blowing up his phone for a while. So we're glad to <laughs> <laughs> Glad to connect and excited to talk, man. I, I'm, I'm thrilled. Thank you. I love it. Just to, just the context for everybody. Josh has been in contact. I love guys that are in contact with me about the bash, formerly the Bojangles bash, but I would hear from Josh about every year or so. Like, hey, can we get in? Can we get in? Josh, I don't know. He's, we'll do the best we can. And then finally we got him in for the bash this year. And then – COVID situation happened. So anyway, long story short, we'll have him back for the 2021 event uh, at, at the bash back at Ridgeview High School. Knock on glass. Please let it be back at Ridgeview. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, if uh, listeners to our show will know last episode started a little strangely with a different question because uh, Coach Robert Wells, who was our guest as head coach at Brooklyn Casey High School uh, down in Casey, South Carolina, he brought up a question in the pre-show chatter and he was said, he's trying to figure out right now, what's more important talent or toughness when it comes to, especially a high school basketball team. So we're going to pose that question to you. Man, that is a phenomenal question. Um, Man, I would say for us, I mean, obviously, I think it's relative to style, right? Like, whatever style you play, uh, for us, though, it's toughness. It, it's going to be toughness all day, I think. If we can if we can get some tough kids, man, I, I think, like, one thing about our program is that we preach skill development, and, like, we keep our dudes in the gym so much. Like, we could teach them to do something. They may not be natural at now. Now, it's amazing to have naturally talented dudes, right? So... Like, there's some value in that. But, like, man, we've had some dudes that have been, like, just kind of in the 10 years. Like, there have been some guys who have been really talented. 
we've seen dudes on other teams really talented, but like, you know, we would like, you know, just kind of get up under them a little bit and see how tough they are. And then like all the skill and drill and talent, like it would go out the window. Uh, so I think, I think toughness, I would have to say toughness. It's an, it's an appropriate question this time of year. Most, most states are in their playoffs or just come off their state championships. And congratulations to you guys for a state runner-up finish about a week or so ago. Um, you know, and it's one of those things that, you know, obviously your guys have talent. Obviously they're, they're tough to be able to make it to a state final. And I, and I'm with you. It was just really fascinating to talk about it with coach Wells and now talking about it with you. Um, about this idea of toughness. So I'm going to ask you now, what what do you consider uh, tough traits for players? What are those things that you want our, your kids to do that are tough things? Yeah, so I, I think another great question. So I think it looks different, right? So I think one thing is like, you know, you got to be able to accept coaching. Like, you know what I mean? If you're wrong, like we got to hold you accountable and you got to be okay with that. Like you can't, and, and it can't be personal. You know what I mean? It can't be personal. Uh, and you can get mad. Like we're okay with that. Like I hear the old stories about Bob Huggins, let his dudes, you know, kind of come back a little bit and say a little bit. And, you know, we, I mean, we don't go that far, but like, you know, we, that's okay. If you respond that way. Um, I think another thing is doing uh, the unsexy stuff on the floor. Like we talk to our guys a lot about that. Like the non-sexy, the diving on the floor, the handling the ball when somebody's up in your space uh, and not not going by. So I think one thing that doesn't get enough credit, like when you crowd someone and when you get up in their space, a lot of times the guys will put their head down and go by the dude. And and we are like really hard on our, especially our point guards. Like you won't need you to go by them every time. Like sometimes we need you to still run our stuff and execute. So you got to be tough enough that if somebody gets in your space, be able to break that count, still sit out here, get dudes, you know, lead them, tell them where they need to go, and then run our stuff, execute. Um, so I think all that kind of bottled up into one is, is, you know, toughness. That's what I would say. Those are some traits that I think we need uh, to be able to do it. Yeah, that's um... – I think the way you said it, the unsexy stuff, and we always talk about the, you know, the diving on the floor, the taking the charge, but also the, the, you know, I have a very undersized team. So we, there's always two guys on the other team that are way bigger than, than my big guys. And I always tell my one guy, Michael, cause he's a strong kid. I say, I don't need you to get the rebound. I just need you to not let him get the rebound. That's, That's right. it. I don't care if you end the game with no rebounds and he ends the game with two rebounds, that's a win for us. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's good. Um, that's really good. Yeah. No, nah, that's good. You got to hit him first. Right. Like, you yeah, we tell our dudes be the hammer, not the nail, man. Like you, you got to be that hammer. You got to figure it out. You know, do, do your work early. Do it early. <laughs> do it early. It's uh. It's amazing, you know, like last night we were playing or in the state championship game, we were playing and, and our staff, they were like, man, you think the guys are nervous? And I was like, man, I think they play so hard that they don't have a chance to be nervous. And if they are, like they guard, like, you know, we have them like playing so hard that like by the time they get knocked in the face or something happens, like they were pushing somebody and they get shoved down to the ground, like all nerves are gone at that point. Like It's, it's time to play now. <laughs> but we get – 
we could consistently do the tough stuff. You know, don't let nobody cut across your face. And our bigs, we tell our bigs to front the post. Like, that's not easy when they, they're big as the guy and they want to throw the ball to them. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's – and you can tell kind of when we tell – like when guys come in and they're new and they've never done it before and you're telling them like, hey, man, we need you to front the post. Like, and they kind of look at you like, coach, I can't. Like, yeah, you can. Who's <laughs> been doing it for 10 years before you? Like, you can do it. I promise. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can see it. You can see it. But it's good. Brian, write that down. Play so hard that you can't be nervous. I like that. That's a, We're going to give that one to coach. Play so hard that you can't be nervous. I like that. You don't even have time. You don't even have time. You're playing so hard that you don't have time to worry about it. Yep. You don't have time you to worry about play that. You're playing football. that you're playing all American against you. That's right? Right. <laughs> That's right. We drop a playoff jump ball and the play is for them to like go right to the basket. So we're going to get hit. You're going to make a layup or you're going to make you both will happen. You'll get an and one, but it's right off jumps. So you don't have time to even think, you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody is like the big is up. He's supposed to slap the ball to you. You're supposed to sprint. We are going to throw it up or you're going to give it to you. You're going to make a layup. We're going to go the other way. <laughs> we we will put that in the show notes but it honestly chris it reminds me of of the the statements that we ha- that we make a lot podcast so hard that you can't be nervous that's what we do right right is, exactly is that, that exactly <laughs> <laughs> podcast like a champion today it takes a lot of, of, of championship effort to get to 104 episodes and that's you know what we do <laughs> right every, every week every week you know bringing bringing that hard-hitting content but uh so yeah, coach, we appreciate you uh, taking that hard hitting question right off the top. So let's lobby a little bit more of a softball. And I'm interested in your fronting the post philosophy. That's the way I used to coach my guys. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your journey, and then throw in some of those mentors that have taught you how you teach the game today. Yeah, man. So uh, I was never. I mean, the plan was to never be on the sideline, right? Like, had loved the game. Obviously, I'm from a small town here in North Carolina. Um, so loved the game, grew up playing the game, grew up playing a little different probably than a lot of kids outside in dirt in the backyard, just kind of, you know, figuring it out. Not a lot of skill, but a whole lot of, like I said, toughness, I guess, you know, playing against older kids. You don't win, you, <laughs> you're done for the day. Uh, so just figuring it out and, you know, you, you grow to love the game, uh, love the game, went to a really good high school, played at a high school. Um, and I think honestly, you know, I was, I was, you know, the, my high school coach, whenever I transferred, obviously was, um, and I moved to Raleigh and played there, um, at word of God, actually, I'm, I don't know if they've been to the bash or not, but, um, yeah. yeah, I played there and my high school coach was the first kind of male influence in my life that had like shown me what to do, like as a man outside of like, what you know, kind of what to do, how do you respond to adversity, like how to carry yourself, all of that. Um, and that was amazing to me, man. I played in, played in college and thought I was done with the game. Um, went to law school, uh, got a law degree, met my wife. Like we were like, oh yeah, that's what we're going to do. Like I, I'll be an attorney, whatever, boom. And uh, she was, her job was here in Charlotte. That was her first job out. And uh, I was helping a buddy when I was in law school, just kind of assisting like, yeah, man, I, he was a football coach and you know, they hired a football coach to be the basketball coach at some schools, you know, how it goes like, Hey, man, can you coach basketball too? Uh, but, uh, he, he was doing that. He was like, dude, I don't know anything about basketball. Can you come help? So I was helping him and 
uh, wife was like, you know, hey, I'm I'm getting ready to move to Charlotte. Like you, you're welcome to come. We were engaged at the time. Like, man, if I'm, if I'm gonna get married, I better pack up and come to Charlotte. <laughs> so we moved to Charlotte, and I was looking for a job. And the guy I was coaching with, he was like, man, like have you thought about like being a high school basketball coach? I'm like, no. What do you mean? I ain't never thought about being on high school basketball. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, well, I, I know somebody, a principal. Anyway, long story short, got a job at a public school here in Charlotte and fell in love with it from the moment, like, it started. So, like, I was like, this is it. This is my calling. Uh, the high school was uh, one that they hadn't gone to the, like, playoffs in over 20 years. And it was crazy, and we went in the first year and went to the Sweet 16, and our kids were good, and they were rolling. The school was excited. It was like a shot of, like, energy. And I was like, man, this is what I've been missing my whole life. Like, I had no clue it was this good. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I 10 years, like, every – so right around that time, I was like, you know, I'm only going to do it for a little bit. That's why I said when I first went in, I'm only going to do it for a little bit, and then I'll get to know Charlotte, and surely I'll do something else. And, man, here you go. I just kept – Following the doors kept opening. I went to left public school, went to private school, was assistant AD, and now AD and basketball coach. And uh, I was just talking to my wife earlier today, and we talking about the next three, four, five years down the road. So I don't think it's, it doesn't look like it's uh, it's ending anytime soon, and it's been good. That's awesome. That's so that's so funny that you didn't really consider it, and then it happened, and you're like, wow, this is this is where I want to be. And this is, and then you get to mentor young men and, and do that. And now at uh, United Faith Christian, you're the athletic director. So you're involved with all the, all the programs and all the coaches. It sounds like an, uh, an amazing journey. So I have a question. What's the one word or phrase you want people to associate with your name? Uh, Professional. I think a professional. I strive really hard to be that. Uh, My high school coach was that for me. And he, he set that example for me. So he wasn't like, a, now he was tough. He was scary. He called me last night after we lost, like when we lost the game, I came back to my phone. I had five text messages and four phone calls from him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's watching the game and texting me. I'm like, coach, I ain't got my phone. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, on the bench. Thanks, coach. <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate you. You know what I mean? I ain't got my phone, man. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, but he was, he's amazing, man. Like, he was amazing. He was amazing then. Um, he's still amazing to this point, to the point where I respect him. And, uh, like, you know, he was, he was the first time, you know, you see a coach with a suit on, like, oh, wow, like, this is what you do. Like, you know, I didn't know that. Who knew? You know? <laughs> um, he, he was that. Can I interrupt you there? So yeah, the man. COVID season, the crazy oh, COVID man. season, are you shirt and tie every game still? Nah, man. Nah, we were, we were polo shirt. And no! Tacky, and we would just say, hey, in the big, in the big games, we were suited up. <laughs> I was going to say, when I saw you at Battle of Rock, you were wearing a suit, right? There you go. We were suited say, up. Echo the professionalism there, Chris. There you go. I got, there you I've go. been so mad all year at the, the college and the NBA coaches, and then I started seeing high school coaches wearing sweats and polos, shirt and tie every game. And my team's no good, and I got a shirt and tie on every game, Rosefield, and you know it. I was – uh, we went – so we went like three-quarter zip. We got these three-quarter zip things. I got them all for my staff, dress shoes and khakis, you know, or like dress shoes and black dress pants. But no, we didn't go sweatsuits. We didn't go. I couldn't do that. Like, that was hard. That was hard to stomach a sweatsuit. Oh, but, you uh, see these there NBA guys in sweatsuits and sneakers. You're like, yeah, guys, you're getting paid $8 million a year. Yeah. Put a suit on. Like, come on. 
I make $60,000 a year. I got shirts and ties for every game. <laughs> well, see, what I'm hoping we're moving towards is that baseball model, right? Where the, uh, Where the, the uniform? The uniform. So can you just start with, maybe Josh Coley, can you come to the bash next year wearing a <laughs> full uniform? Right? Man, I will. I will uh, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Brian, that was a, that's actually an old George Carlin joke. Oh, is it really? He, he said, imagine Bill Parcells wearing a Giants uniform <laughs> with shoulder pads and a helmet. It's hilarious. Man. Yeah, nah, big games, playoffs. We was all we've been suited up ever since. But uh, looking forward to getting back to that consistent consistency on that. Yeah, I think that's 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 good. I mean, that's uh, it is. I don't have as maybe um, uh, a strong of opinion as Chris does about this, but I, I do love the fact that you actually were wearing a suit and tie. I remember watching the college game a few weeks ago and seeing coaches wearing the, the entire staff in suits and ties. I was like, what's, what's going on here? This yeah. is, is, this, is this game from this year or is this a rerun from <laughs> last year? I can't tell. You know? you, I'm going to go, now I'm going to go off on a tangent here with the outfits. Do you guys have anybody that coaches in jeans down there around there? Have you ever seen, there's one guy here that coaches in jeans and I want to throw a basketball at his head every time. I'm at one of his games. My good man, I will tell you, I saw, so I'd never seen that before until two years ago. We went to the, the of all places, we're at the Chick fil A. So we're playing at the Chick fil A. Like, the event is amazing. So I'm, we're like, oh my God. Like, we, we have been there. So I think we, at that time, we've been there about three years straight. And then we have been before. So it was great. Like, it was fantastic. We're waiting for the marquee game. Man, Memphis East was playing. So, like, they roll in. They got James Wiseman. So they rolling yep. in with James Wiseman. They were amazing. I'm like, oh, this is going to be like, look at these. Like, you know, they, they come in looking like a team. All this. Like, they're great. Man, the coaching staff had on, like, everybody looked the same. They had on matching jeans, polo, and, like, pennies. Like, the pennies, <laughs> the penny hardaway stickers. Hey, but I guess, like, James Wiseman was on the floor doing whatever he wanted to do. He never <laughs> wanted to. It. So I guess when you got James Wiseman, you can dress. You can do that. <laughs> but they were so good. That was the first time I had ever seen a staff in jeans. I remember thinking, like, that's different. <laughs> so, Josh, tell me, you know, I'm a high school AD, and I'm not trying to get you in trouble with this question. I legitimately okay. want to know, what is it like being a head coach of a varsity sport and an athletic director with managing multiple sports. What is that experience like? Man, it is a um, it's a total it's a total mental fight every day. So <laughs> it is uh, it requires and, I, and I'm sure like you know this obviously it requires immense intentionality because like you know like obviously you're the basketball coach, right and you have to treat every program has got to be better from the way I view it. Every program needs to be better or have better resources than the basketball program. Um, because the last thing you want to hear, um, and we have to be intentional about that because the last thing you want to hear is like, Oh, he doesn't care about, you know, cross country, you know, and our cross country teams won three state championships. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, he doesn't, you know, coach doesn't care about cross country. We're like, nah, 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 we're going to make sure cross country what you need. Like, you know, we'll outfit you. We're going to do – coach will take care of you, all of that. Um, so it is – it's very rewarding. Um, it's tiring, of course. Uh, but I, I think we've done a good job in being intentional with, like, the approach. 
you know, in, in some ways, like the guys on the team, they kind of, you know, they'll, they'll suffer a little bit. Like some teams can get uniforms and we just wait an additional year for, the, you know, the guys or something like that. But um, it's, uh, it's good. It's been a wrestle a little bit. All right, coach. So the name of the podcast is the greatest games. We want you to take us into the gym. This is probably the most recent game anyone's ever had coming from earlier this year. Uh, Take us in the gym against Lake Norman Christian school. Let us uh, feel the drops of sweat and the, was there a crowd? Was there no crowd? Probably no crowd this year. So just your, and these are words echoing off the walls. <laughs> yeah, yep. so that's that's actually why it stood out, man. So like, uh, you know, we have some good ones and some good games, and this one, like, obviously was fresh, but it was so it was in a pandemic, right? And we had a lead up game to this. We played them in our place, and uh, the kid that we were talking about, young man Xavier McKelvey, like high major dude. Uh, he had 40, 14, three and three against Mikey. And he like came out of nowhere. And obviously Lake Norman Christian, they had exploded on the scene this year, right? Like they, Mikey Williams transferred in. It was like insane in Charlotte when he showed up. Um, so we get to conference play and they came to our place and they had like 30 cameras and media people. It was, it was, you thought it was the bash, man. It was, uh, it was crazy. And, um, so we, we played and we lost. We lost by 10. And, um, you know, we went over and we did kind of a good job of crowd control and, you know, making sure we got numbers are low and everybody's mad. We only had, you know, a certain number of fans. We were allowed 25. Um, and we went over to their place and, like, the week of the game, they had some big boys. They got some big boys that legged them seven-footers. And they, they emailed and said, man, we, you know, we broke our backboard. <laughs> and then uh, they're like in our home gym. We broke our, and I don't know, it might have been intimidation factor, right? Like they, <laughs> they were like, we broke our backboards. Uh, we can't, we, we're working to replace the one that we broke. They emailed back a day later and said, we actually just broke both backboards. We were going to be able to replace it before game time. So we got to move the game. So we played in a uh, fitness center that had what was like a it looked like those single NBA practice facility gyms in there. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. We played in that till we go over and, you know, like we're expecting 25 people in the gym. Kind of like you said, you know, like Chris, like people like words bouncing off the wall. Like this <laughs> way. And then we rolled in there. It was packed. They had a DJ in there. It was like, I'm looking around like, Hey man, like what's, what's this? What's going on? Like our fans are trying to, so we, we had a few fans, but they were turning them away at the door. They had like lines of kids lined up on the baseline with chairs. Like, you know, it was, <laughs> we're looking like, Oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm, I look at my assistants when we walk in, I'm like, man, like, We've been set up. <laughs> so um, the guys come out and um, they're playing. It was a really good game, uh, really high emotion. It was our first game with fans, uh, that many fans. And, um, man, it fought. It fought like we we were down two. Uh, I'm sorry, we were up two at the end of the game. And they had the ball to Mikey and, you know, obviously everybody stands up and all the cameras are out and all that. And our kid just guarded, man. He was tough and he's a four-year guy. He had been in since eighth grade. And, you know, you, you want to see good stuff happen to those dudes when they've been around and loyal. 
he sat down and guarded, man, and uh, he shut him down. Mikey rose up, shot a shot, and he missed it. We got the rebound, and we ended up winning. And so when we got the rebound, horn goes off. So, like, I'm grabbing our dudes, like, let's go. And we're running out the gym. Like, we were flying. Like, we're midway to the locker rooms at this point. <laughs> and the refs are screaming, come back, come back. There's still a second on the clock. Uh, and they put, like, 0.3 or something like that on the clock. And, um, like, anyway, we go down and make the free throw, and we take off and win. And it was it was good because no one gave us a shot at winning that game. I don't think we've I've ever been that much of an underdog rolling into a gym uh, as we were that night. So it was really good. It was really rewarding for our guys and our staff, um, especially during – and we were just coming off COVID pause again. So especially during, like, uh, you know, pandemic year, I thought it was really good. Coach, we, we, uh, I'm very disappointed now. Very disappointed. You sent us a great write-up of the game. We start off the podcast talking about toughness and the importance of it. Yeah. And you don't even describe the play that Charlie Hester made that you said in the notes. Hey, man, so, like, so I will tell you about that play. That was the toughest play. Now, that, that, that's, like, tough juice number one. So, like, Charlie's, like, we, we are – so our big dude, we got a big dude. We had a big 6'10 dude. You know, 6'10 guys are just different. Like, it's, it's kind of like something's wrong going up there. The air up there is just a little weird. <laughs> So, like, we're, we're holding the ball, and, you know, they're in the zone. So, we're holding it. We're trying to kill time. My big boy flashes up, boom, to the top. We're up. So, we're up maybe – no, we were down. We were down two. And uh, big boy flashes up. We're still trying to hold it because we, we had control. Man, Charlie cuts back door. He throws the pass to him. Like, it, it barely go. It almost goes out of bounds. Charlie makes the basket. Great. So now it's a tie game. We're coming down the floor. Uh, it's probably under a minute. And, uh, man, they're flying up the floor. Mikey, I think it was either Mikey or Trey Green. He's flying up the floor right there, getting ready to make a basket. And, uh, man, he just – I don't know where – I don't know if he was caught. Like, he didn't know what to do. But he just stepped right in front of him and took the charge. Man, the whole gym lit up. Everybody was pumped. He's on the ground, like, you know, Charlie, like Charlie's the most even kill dude that you'll ever meet. Like he, you can't excite him at all. Like he's just chill. So like the dude say, listen to jazz and like opera before the game or something. <laughs> he's like super chill and he's so pumped. He gets off the ground, he's slapping the ground, he's punching the air, he's pumped up. Uh, and we went down, so we went down to score and that was when we took the lead and went up two. Uh, so that was that was that was huge for us. I think that was an example of like the toughness. That was our program right there. Um, you know, we ain't we ain't climbing up blocking shots. We will. I um, mean, we had a couple, but when it comes down to winning, like dudes dudes make tough plays to win games. So now I'll, I'm going to ask you: Is that something? Are you drilling? charges is that something that you're teaching or in this case for for charlie hester was that just kind of like oh he charlie just took a charge like was is, is that something that is in your culture at united faith man so it's the latter so we actually drill it's weird like you know even when coaches come in and look at our dudes like they're like man like i never thought about that so we drill them to wall up so we do reps every day on like jumping straight up because we're usually big and kind of athletic Thankfully. So we, we drill every day on like weeks. I help coming over 
if you're you're at the rim, jumping straight up, both hands in the air, like make them make a tough layup. Like that's what we do. So we are like, you know, our our three, fours, and fives, now ones and twos. Charlie's a bigger kid, so he's about six four and a half, six five. So like our, our ones and twos, like yes, they need to take charges. That's what they do. But our our wings and bigs, like they're supposed to wall up. So when he's coming dead at him, like we ain't we weren't drilling charges with him. So he just slid in and took it. And I was looking at the ref, like, okay, what's getting ready to happen? We're at their place. Like, you know, what's getting ready to happen, man? He called the charge. He punched it. Everybody lost it. Everyone lost it. I almost ran on the floor. Their coach, like, snatched off his mask and threw it. Like, it, <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> it's something that, well, when I'm watching the game, even if it's a girls' game, because I was one of those guys too, Josh. I drilled and Chris would tell you that. I'm making up charge drills and then get kids on the floor. I'm rolling the ball. I'm making them dive on the floor after they take a charge, all this stuff. And I'll be watching, like, even like it's a, a girls' game. And where if a girl gets run over, I'll say, Yes, sir. And I'm like, Wait, that's a girl. I can't say, but like, it's it yeah. is something that with deep within me when a kid gets run over, whether it's a boy or whether it's a girl, they step over, they take a charge, just like Rick Duckett would say, they gave up their potty for the team. Yeah. And just something that just gets me super excited, even when I'm recording a podcast, Chris DePlazio <laughs> talking about charges. <laughs> It's the tough stuff right there. It, gets you, it makes your skin crawl a little bit. That's that's toughness. That's right. That's right. And and I know you, you mentioned Mikey Williams a little bit. Um, you know, everybody knows who Mikey Williams is. It was just so fascinating for me to be in South Carolina to see this kid go from California to Lake Norman Christian. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, let's let's see if we can get Lake Norman Christian for the bash. And they were coming for the bash too, Josh. Believe it or not, yeah. they had a COVID issue too. Wow. <laughs> but it's just but it's so it was it's you're right. Like I can't imagine what Charlotte was like around that buzz around him coming there and then for y'all to beat him, especially in, in the fashion that you did. That's just it, it sounds super special. It was. It was special. It was special. Like it, it, it was it was good, man. It was it was amazing. And they put together the whole team. So like, you know, Mikey came, he was icing on the cake, but like, you know, they were in our conference. So it was, you know, like, okay, here we go. Trey Green's going, all right, they got big boy Curtis, big seven footer, all right, great. And they're like, what? They got Mikey Williams? <laughs> here we go. Like we got a lot to deal with. We got our hands full here. <laughs> and um, you know, I think our dudes were like that first game was great. Like it was an elect, it was electric game. It was going up and down, up and down, up and down, back and forth. Kids were dunking the ball. It was ridiculous. And he was really good. Mikey was really good in the first game. We could never close that gap. He kept hitting big three after big, big three. Um, he was hitting tough fadeaway shots in the corners. Like he was, he was tough. So, you know, sometimes you see your guys and when they get ready to play that second time, they're kind of looking like, uh, coach, you know, you can kind of look in their eyes and, tell but they were fired up they were like we're ready bring them on here we go and from the jump they were tough uh they executed uh they weren't afraid we put a senior like four-year dude on mikey the whole game he was like i got him don't worry about it and, uh, it was good well coach we like to end the podcast here with a fun question a little bit of a more fun question if i asked kids who played for you a couple years ago or charlie hester that played for you this year when they're doing their Coach Coley impression, what's the one phrase or saying they would say that you say over and over again? Baby. They, I hear it. I hear it in the locker room. I hear it in the locker room. I hear it in the locker room. I hear it on the bus. I hear them. Uh, come on, baby. 
<laughs> Come on, baby. That's what I got. I'm like, baby, like, what are we doing? What are we doing, baby? And they, they all the time, like all the time, they give it. They give my assistant coach a hard time, baby. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they do. Uh, baby and gentlemen, you'll hear that a lot too. <laughs> when we get ready to meet, gentlemen, how y'all doing today? So when I walk in the gym, gentlemen, <laughs> like you'll hear it. And it's always the dudes that have been there for a while, right? Like, it's right. Never, never the new dudes and the young dudes. They're kind of looking around like, hey, man, we're going to have to run. Like, you know, <laughs> they're kind of nervous. But, uh, man, them old dudes, they give me a hard time. I love it. No hesitation right after you finish the question, Chris de Blasio. Man. Baby. You know, normally coaches are, oh, that's a great question. Oh, oh man. <laughs> right we were on the way back from the Final Four. That was all I heard in the back. Coach, that was a good game, wasn't it, baby? that is that is good stuff well uh, another great season for you and uh hate it didn't work out where y'all hoist the trophy but uh you're one of those guys that do it the right way and uh i hate that y'all missed out on the bash this this past season uh but excited to have y'all coming uh, this coming season and bringing that exciting well-coached charge-driven there you go. I love basketball to the bash. So uh, we, we can't we can't wait to have you, but we really appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun with you, Josh. No problem, man. Thank y'all for having me. I look forward to it. Look forward to coming down, man. Yeah, well, we'll have to have you back. And uh, but in, in that uh, until we can do that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up for my co-host Chris de Blasio. I'm Brian Rosefield, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Greatest Games.